0: You're listening to great speeches in history. Learnoutloud.com will showcase audio renditions of the finest orations from thinkers of every era. To see a full listing of the podcast provided by Learn Out Loud, please visit us at www.learnoutloud.com slash podcast. As I was leaving the hotel this morning... The doorman asked me, Where are you bound for, General? And when I replied West Point, he remarked, Beautiful place. Have you ever been there before? <laughs> human being could fail to be deeply moved by such a tribute as this, coming from a profession I have served so long and a people I have loved so well. It fills me with an emotion I cannot express, but this award is not intended primarily to honor a personality, but to symbolize a great moral code, the code of conduct and chivalry of those who guard this beloved land of culture and ancient descent. That is the animation of this medallion. For all eyes and for all time, it is an expression of the ethics of the American soldier. That I should be integrated in this way with so noble an ideal arouses a sense of pride, and yet of humility, which will be with me always. Duty, honor, country. What you ought to be, what you can be, what you will be. They are your rallying points to build courage when courage seems to fail. To regain faith when there seems to be little cause for faith, to create hope when hope becomes forlorn. Unhappily, I possess neither that eloquence of diction that poetry of imagination, nor that brilliance of metaphor, to tell you all that they mean. The unbeliever will say they are but words, but a slogan, but a flamboyant phrase every pedant, every demagogue, every cynic, every hypocrite, every troublemaker, and I am sorry to say some others of an entirely different character will try to downgrade them Even to the extent of mockery and ridicule. But these are some of the things they do. They build your basic character, they mold you for your future roles as the custodians. Of the nation's defense. They make you strong enough to know when you are weak and brave enough to face yourself when you are afraid. They teach you to be proud and unbending in honest failure, but humble and gentle in success, not to substitute words for actions, not to seek the path of comfort, but to face the stress and spur of difficulty and challenge. To learn to stand up in the storm, but to have compassion on those who fall. To master yourself before you seek to master others. To have a heart that is clean, a goal that is high. To learn to laugh yet never forget how to weep. To reach into the future, yet never neglect the past. To be serious, yet never to take yourself too seriously. To be modest, so that you will remember the simplicity of true greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, the meekness of true strength. They give you a temper of the will A quality of the imagination, a vigor of the emotions, a freshness of the deep springs of life, a temperamental predominance of courage over timidity. Of an appetite for adventure over the love of ease. They create in your heart the sense of wonder, the unfailing hope of what next, and the joy and inspiration of life. They teach you in this way, to be an officer and a gentleman. And what sort of soldiers are those you are to lead? Are they reliable? Are they brave? Are they capable of victory? Their story is known to all of you. It is the story of the American man-at-arms. My estimate of him was formed on the battlefield many, many years ago, and has never changed. I regarded him then, as I regard him now, as one of the world's noblest figures, not only as one of the finest military characters, but also as one of the most stainless. His name and fame are the birthright of every American citizen. In his youth and strength, his love and loyalty, he gave all that mortality can give. He needs no eulogy from me or from any other man. He has written his own history and written it in red on his enemy's breast. But when I think of his patience under adversity, of his courage under fire, And of his modesty and victory, I am filled with an emotion of admiration I cannot put into words. He belongs to history as furnishing one of the greatest examples of successful patriotism. He belongs to posterity as the instructor of future generations in the principles of liberty and freedom. He belongs to the present, to us, by his virtues and by his achievements. In 20 campaigns, On a hundred battlefields, around a thousand campfires, I have witnessed that enduring fortitude, that patriotic self-abnegation, and that invincible determination which have carved his statue in the hearts of his people. From one end of the world to the other, he has drained deep the chalice of courage. As I listened to those songs, in memory's eye, I could see those staggering columns of the First World War bending under soggy packs on many a weary march from dripping dust to drizzling dawn slogging ankle deep through the mire of shell-shock roads to form grimly for the attack blue-lipped covered with sludge and mud chilled by the wind and rain driving home to their objective and for many to the judgment seat of God I do not know the dignity of their birth, but I do know the glory of their death. They died unquestioning, uncomplaining, with faith in their hearts. And on their lips, the hope that we would go on to victory. Always for them, duty, honor, country. Always their blood and sweat and tears as we sought the way, and the light, and the truth. And twenty years after, on the other side of the globe, again, the filth of murky foxholes, the stench of ghostly trenches, the slime of dripping dugouts, those broiling suns of relentless heat, those torrential rains of devastating storm, the loneliness and utter desolation of jungle trails, the bitterness of long separation from those. They loved and cherished the deadly pestilence of tropical disease, the horror of stricken areas of war, their resolute and determined defense, their swift and sure attack, their indomitable purpose, their complete and decisive victory. Always victory. Always through the bloody haze of their last reverberating shot, the vision of gaunt, ghastly men reverently following your password of duty, Honor, country. The code which those words perpetuate embraces the highest moral law and will stand the test of any ethics or philosophies ever promulgated for the uplift of mankind. Its requirements are for the things that are right. And its restraints are from the things that are wrong. The soldier, above all other men, is required to practice the greatest act of religious training a sacrifice in battle and in the face of danger and death he discloses those divine attributes which his maker gave when he created man in his own image no physical courage and no brute instinct can take the place of the divine help, which alone can sustain him. However horrible the incidents of war may be, the soldier who is called upon to offer and to give his life for his country is the noblest development of mankind.